Welcome to the Cabell Fever Podcast. Today we're talking with Tim Nelson, the founder of Earthrider Brewing, which is the official beer of the Berkey, about the history of Earthrider and how skiing brought him to brewing, his plans for the Berkey, and what Earthrider beers he suggests for before, during, and after the race. And with the race coming up in just a couple of weeks, we've once again partnered with Pioneer Midwest to give Cowbell Fever listeners a discount on the race wax service. I have a friend who posted a photo with Jeremy Hecker and Whistler recently, where they were together on the U23 wax team for the United States. When Jeremy's not waxing for some of the fastest skiers in the world, he also runs Pioneer Midwest Wax Program. So get your skis waxed by World Cup Wax Tech, and if you want to hear more about their wax program, you can go into the archives and listen to episode 43. I've said it before, but it's so much less stressful to have someone else wax my skis than have that be another thing to worry about the day before the race, especially with travel and logistics mixed in. Plus, they're going to have better equipment, access to a better variety of wax, more time to test. It's really a great way to make the entire race experience better, especially given the changing nature of the weather this year. So if you're interested, head over to PioneerMidwest.com, select their Berkey Race Wax package, and use the promo code PODCAST for a few dollars off. I'll be skiing on a Pioneer Midwest Wax job this year, and I expect to go fast. Again, that's code PODCAST at PioneerMidwest.com. Also, are you still looking for a place to stay for the Berkey, for you and up to 21 of your friends? A website reader emailed me and said they had a last-minute cancellation and asked if I did lodging rental advertisements. Well, I do now! The house is about a 10-minute drive from Hayward, and it actually looks like a really nice stay. You can find more out at theredwalleye.com, and if you do book, tell them that we sent you, the podcast or tellemberkeyguide.com. Again, that's theredwalleye.com. Now, on to the podcast. Thanks, Tim, for coming on. Um, Tim is the you're the founder. What, what's your what's your title at Earthrider? Yeah, uh, a founder and do everything else guy. Um, we're we're a startup. Uh, within we started five years ago at Earthrider Brewery. So um, yeah, manager <laughs> is probably the best founder and manager. But uh, we have a staff of about twenty five people that are great, and everybody's pretty uh, pretty self led around here. We we work together as a, as a team. So what's the story of Earthrider? How did it get started? What 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 got you into the beer business? Well, honestly, my my what got me into the beer business is cross country skiing. Uh, oddly enough, I I was on a I was on the UMD uh, cross country ski team, University of Minnesota Duluth, and um, went to Marquette, Michigan, and Northern Michigan University, and worked for the U.S. ski team and, and the Olympic Committee, uh, directing their. Um, their development program is a bridging program both for uh, athletes that were moving from uh, collegiate racing and were on the bubble of making the national team. So uh, the USOEC program there, we had a um, dozen or so athletes, maybe 15 at times, depending, um, during that two years that I was there. And I uh, um, was able to work with uh, some great coaches but then I wanted to move back to Duluth, <clears throat> and we brought that an organization back to Duluth called the Gitche, We started one called the Gitchigumi Sport Association. We had athletes um, move to Duluth that because that program closed in Marquette, and um, people like John Bauer and Bruce Bauer, my brother Brad Nelson, um, 
came and, and uh, helped lead a new organization here. Uh, so we did that for 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 a couple. Yeah, I guess I was a two two three years. I was doing that, but I and then I needed to find a real job, so to speak, <laughs> after that. And uh, what was going to keep me in in the Twin Ports area because I I just really like it here and um, I wanted to ski in the winter time. Um, after applying for jobs and uh, with my graduate degree from Northern Michigan, you know, I, it was bigger bigger towns that were south of here that didn't have consistent snow, and I wanted to be where there was snow in the winter and uh, do the outdoor activities that I love to do. Hard to blame you for that. Yeah, this is 1995. So I, I got into the beer business in 1995 and uh, with, a, with a brewery called Fitker's Brew House in Duluth, Minnesota. Sure. And I uh, did that for 20 years and um, eventually sold my 50% share to my business partner and started a new thing. And that's Earthrider Brewery, and we're across the bridge uh, in Superior, Wisconsin. Um, it's a, the Twin Ports, and we're uh, International Harbor here. We're right on the harbor, and um, yeah, I guess I guess it's a long story short. Skiing kept me in the Twin Ports, and and uh, and I, and I wanted to do something that brought community together um, beyond skiing, <laughs> and but still catered to those folks. Um, what I guess what why I thought a brewery would work in you know in nineteen in, the, in early nineteen nineties in this area there wasn't one. Um, and, uh, after traveling with ski racing out to Bend, Oregon and, um, uh, Boulder, Colorado, those scenes were just starting, the brewing scenes were just starting to happen out there. And it was really inspiring to me and my former business partner that, uh, that Duluth could really benefit from, uh, you know, something like Mountain Sun or, or the Walnut Brewery and, or, or Deschutes. Um, in those cool ski towns, and um, so that was uh, that was our model when we first got into into serving beer to customers. Now going back when you were at NMU, were you working with Sten and the Northern Michigan team there? We did, yeah. I was a, a graduate student by then. I'd graduated from uh, UMD, um, where I was the captain of the of the cross country ski team there. Um, and then Sten got me my job, got me the job with, uh, at the USOEC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sten and I go way back. Uh, my brother had got recruited away from UMD to go ski at Northern. And so we were all up there and, uh, yeah, it was, we'd travel when I was at UMD, we'd travel over just to hang out with the Northern guys. Cause we were just all buddies, you know, and, uh, still are. It's a core group of guys, man. It's pretty pretty cool. So you you were at Fickers for twenty years. Fickers became sort of a, a, a big big name in uh, in brewing up in Duluth. Twenty seventeen comes around, you go and start Earthrider. Yeah, twenty fifteen sold my shares, and then it took two years of planning. We opened, we launched in twenty seventeen. Now, what brought you across the river to go to Superior versus Duluth? Was there any thinking there, or just that's where the real estate was? Yeah, I looked around a lot. I drove around a lot after. Um, you know, uh, a little bit of capital from selling. Um, uh, had where was the next? Where was the where was, where was I going to plant my flag next? Had people recruiting? People still thought brewing was ex- exciting back then. I don't know if it still is or not, but yeah. So I just drove around a lot. I happened to be driving by this location where we are now, and it was for sale by owner on the Cedar Lounge, which was a 1912 Tide House Tavern that was built by the Northern Brewing Company, and right, and it was. A building that now is a blank spot. It's a green space because all the buildings that had been the the first buildings in, in the Twin Ports, really, it's where the Twin Ports was formed. 
we're gone. And so all that, she owned that whole zone. And I thought, wow, how cool. I could put the brewery in that green space and um, use this historic tavern as the tap room. Hmm. It's, just, it's a meandering story, but there, there was a beer wholesaler across the avenue that um, ended up, uh, I, I was funded and uh, I was financed to build the new brewery. And then the, the wholesaler decided to retire and this whole big, Another uh, historic building, but modern warehouses attached to it, became available. It delayed the project a year, but we ended up using the green space for our live music events and, and just fun events that we do outside, and we put the brewery into that former beer wholesaler facility. So you're, and you're just across the bridge from, uh, from Duluth? Yeah, directly uh, across, the, across the bridge is the Lincoln Park Craft District and, and Canal Park. You've been involved with skiing for, what, 30, 35, 40 years now. Have you skied the Berkey? Have you skied the Berkey once, twice, many times? At least 10 times, uh, maybe 12. I haven't skied the Berkey since 1996 or 7. After I opened the rest, the Fickers Brewhouse, it just, uh, I, it was hard. I just couldn't do everything anymore. I kind of felt like I liked to ski, but I didn't want to... I didn't have the, the energy to actually train much um, during those years. And uh, so I, I, I have this joke where I don't wear numbers anymore. It's kind of <laughs> my thing. Yeah. And ski, with skiing and ski racing was everything for me for a long time. And I, I guess I kind of just needed a break from that aspect of it. We did a lot of coaching, a lot of youth camps um, and master's camps all over the Midwest uh, with that. Kitchigumi Sport Association. We brought Nikolai Anakin from that bridging program. Nikolai and his wife Antonina joined us in Duluth. They became our head coaches, and so we were we worked a lot. It was a full. I was the director of the program, and we it was a cool time. So Nikolai and Antonina were having to go back to Russia, which was just it was just going through its change, and yep. um, they didn't want to go back at the time. They had two young, younger Probably kids. Probably don't want to go back now. So. Especially, yeah, but so it it just it just was a synergistic time, a thing that happened. Um, yeah, and a lot of athletes that wanted to keep training with them. And where were we going to put the program? My pitch was Duluth is a great spot to do a regional program where we can cater to the Twin Cities, Wisconsin, bigger Wisconsin area as well, but still be around cons- consistent snow. Yep. Um, good grooming and all the things that go with it. And since then, there have been sort of improvements too. A lot of the outdoor amenities in Duluth with all the bike trails and the new ski trails and new competition trails. It's pretty cool scene it's up tremendous. there. tremendous. Yeah, it's amazing. So do you have any favorite memories from some of those earlier Berkey days in the 80s? Yeah, I do. I have lots of memories from the Berkey early days. I, I remember the first one we did, I was a Cordelopit. So this had been like 83 or something. My first taste of the Berkey was, um, it was a really low snow year and we ended up, uh, running through the woods for we started the seventh wave or eighth wave or whatever it was and we ended up running through the woods just to get ahead of a lot of the other folks that were ahead of us we were spry we were you know so (laughs) that's one thing i remember you know it's um i remember the after party that year too was off the hook it was a tone those were the tony wise years and everything Mm -hmm. was a telemark you go to each individual room uh, in the telemark uh, on the base level because the stadium was still happening, and the in- I think they even finished inside that year or something. They skied into the Coliseum, oh, wow, yeah. And then they had uh, like you know one room would be the UW um, 
polka band or the you know the, the marching band guys playing polka. Then you go to the next thing. It was a country th- room, and then it was, the, and everybody was partying hard. It was a different scene than it is today. Not that people don't partake now after their race and be like, you know, but it was off. It was it was pretty something to see. The next morning, just people crashed all you know on the couches on the floor because we you know we were young, we were kids, like just seeing all these. <laughs> sleeping people all over the place and the, the next morning we went back <laughs> yeah young and dumb there's probably some things i've done after the perky i couldn't do anymore yeah myself. i wasn't it wasn't me i, I sure was no you school, were you were yeah. just there to uh, document <laughs> i couldn't believe it yeah anyway yeah lots of great great memories through that time then, you know then some tough ones too like like i think one of the last years i did it like that we slept on the floor in the hayward high school so this would have been mid-90s my, par- my parents are going to pick me up or we're going to meet them after the race pre-cell phone or pagers or anything and, and I took the bus back from the finish from Telemark back to Hayward and I was just in waiting there all day long and they're sitting over by the fire and, and at Telemark waiting for me I think that was the last year I did I was like ah, I can't handle this anymore it's just <laughs> so, but, but now it's so fun being back over there again and my brother's uh, been racing the race and we go over as families my kids ski the Barnaburki and my wife's skiing the Cordelopa this is going to be her second year and she wasn't a skier before we went skiing this morning it's pretty fun to see Berkey fever take uh take hold so nor- northern wisconsin all wisconsin has a bit of a uh, brewing culture and a bit of a beer drinking culture as you moved across the end of the lake there and then have been interacting with the berkey the way that you are have you sort of adopted any of that or is that just something that, that comes with the territory of being the the brewing business uh i think it might just come with the territory <laughs> Beer is our life. We we promote healthy, uh, partaking healthily together as your community. It's um, beer is a social drink. We love it. We lo- we love what it does for our our. It's an economic engine for one thing. Um, that I've it's been yeah. really good for our, our communities. Both when I was doing business in Duluth and now over here in Superior, it's it it built community. Pretty cool to see that happen. It changes the economies of our, your neighborhood when the breweries there. But yeah, the northern Wisconsin. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I think it's. Um, we, you know, I travel this visit with retailers and and with wholesalers all the time now. That's more a part of my job. It is. Um, it is part of the culture up here for sure. Beer is important and respected. It's a. You know what we do. People appreciate us for it. So, um, yeah, it's a great. It's it's really nice being here in Superior. We really uh, feel that it's a right fit for Rider Brewery. And how did you go about becoming the official beer of the Berkey? We approached them. Earthrider had launched, and I, th- I think it was the year that it was canceled, f- six years, five years ago or something. Five. 2017, yeah. And um, another Wisconsin brewery was the official beer, and um, we just uh, we asked, what about us? What if, hey, Ben, and uh, our friends, you know, can we have a crack at this? And... Um, I think the friendship piece was part of it. At least got a, got our foot in the door and and the trust, and um, it's just something we really value uh, being a part of that group. I I know that people that are skiers are having an elevated experience when they're at the Berkey. That's the peak of their season, and if we can get a Earthrider beer in their hand during that um, when they're having a really good time, that's going to stick with them. That it's I see the value in that. Um, let alone just supporting the organization and supporting the race. I was on Team Berkey in college. Um, Steve Gaskell coached a group sometime in the late 80s, and that was um, pretty cool. We'd go over at least once a month and meet as a group and and train. 
it's a long, it's a, such a deep part of me, the Brickerbiner, that it's really important that we can help. You know, it really feels good to be a part of it and have Earthrider in, in the Celebration Zone tent and have our tap room on Main Street underneath the International Bridge and be a part of all the other, the VIP dinner and the volunteer celebration and all these, th- the running race, um, the Epic Bike Festival, the Fat, fat Bike Berkey, having our beer at those events. And, and it means a lot feeling wise and i think it's good for the business what would you suggest for berkey skiers you know if we're we're about 12 days out from the race now if a skier wanted to enjoy an earth rider in the next few days but you know not not really mess up their their sleep and their training too much what would you suggest as a good uh before beer race and then what what should, what, what, what might they want to grab for after the race on Berkey? well before the race i i would suggest uh the precious material hellas lager it's uh light and uh, refreshing and you know there was a study the germans did a study of course it was the germans that that a beer after your workout is good for you it it replenishes your your stores so uh yeah i i wouldn't go too hard i wouldn't have too many but i definitely you know have one and enjoy it and and give yourself a just reward after a, a good uh probably at least one more probably one good long ski between now and then i would think um, and some uh, maybe oh, some, yeah. a little bit of speed work. So uh, yeah, I think that. And then for after the race, we brew a beer called Hoken Honeybach, and uh, so that will be on site. We'll have it at the Celebration Zone tent and at the remote tap room. So I would suggest coming down and, and having one of those with us. We'll have to go check it out. And so Celebration Tent is uh, where the big Celebration Tent is. Uh, the remote tap room is right on uh, the south side of Main Street, right by the bridge, right? That's a, it's right at the base of the, of the International Bridge. As people are skiing down, we'll be, we'll be ringing our bells, cowbells. Now, let's say that you are in the race. It's a long day. You're, you know you're going to have someone, say, at the Highway 77 who can hand you a beer for those last couple kilometers. What would you suggest for them? I would go North Tower Stout. I think it's, you're going to be stout. You'd have to be stout-hearted for that last little push across <laughs> the lake. Hopefully, it's not too windy or yep. slushy or any of the things that we've experienced in the past. Um, but uh, just a, maybe a nice tailwind and a stout before you hit that, and away you go. I'm not sure I'll grab one of those, but <laughs> if anyone does do that, I think uh, that it'll be just just more advertising for for your cause. Right. Do you have any specific plans for Berkey Week? Where can people look for you, Berkey Week, and thereafter? And yeah, for the, well, like I said, for the Berkey, uh, starting on Thursday, we'll be at the Aaron's Lodge and uh, Earthrider Remote Tap Room, and and on right on Main Street, we'll be in the t- uh, have beer at the Celebration Zone tent when you finish your race. We'll be there starting on I think Thursday as well, and um, there'll be beer at the local retailers um, uh, if you want to pick some up to go uh, to take home. Hoken Honeybach will be at uh, Marketplace there, and right next to the the International Bridge, and um, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're we'll be doing. That we're doing a few events, tap events uh, at, in the area of Berkey Week, and uh, and then after that we'll. We're on to the Fat Mike Berkey. Oh, yeah, just a couple weeks later. Yeah, real, real quick turn on that one. I assume you'll be at the Berkey for the whole week? Yeah, uh, my family and I will be up there starting on Wednesday. We'll be at the VIP dinner on Wednesday night. Uh, there's a, another group at uh, a volunteer uh, meeting on Thursday, and we'll be at that. And so, yeah, we'll be uh, in, in and around the whole time. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family tradition. I mean, yeah. You know, from way back, coming over with my my parents, and before that, before they even were indoctrinated into the Berkey, my dad did the Cornell Open even 
back in the day. So it's a big part of what we, of who we are. And uh, yeah, we're, we'll be there. Yeah, pass it down to the next generation. Yeah. All right, well, we'll look out for you. Maybe find you on Main Street on Saturday. And uh, thanks for coming on. Do it's been that. great. Thanks, Ari. Cheers. Well, thanks, Tim. And thanks to Pioneer Midwest and the Race Wax Service. Use code podcast at pioneermidwest.com and theredwalleye.com if you're looking for logic. We should have a couple more episodes coming up before the race. We'll be checking in with Berkey staff for some final status updates, and then checking in with our meteorological team for a final weather update next week. As always, thanks to Catherine for the fiddling and to our production team, which is me. And thanks, No. Have a good taper, and we'll see you on Main Street. <laughs>